All right, we are back uh, with another installment of Accepting the Challenges here where we want to give a spotlight. We want to give some shine to those educators near and far around the world that uh, literally, you know, embody what we talk about here, and that's Accepting the Challenges. They wake up every single day, go into work, and, you know, they could encounter a young person's greatest day of their life, and they could encounter a young person's worst day of their life. And, um, you know, you, you, you do it, uh, you're flexible, you, you bend, you don't break. I think that's the, um, that's the current motto of educators all around the world. Um, today, uh, we've got a really, really cool guest and, um, I just caught up with him a little bit before we went live. So I've got some interesting tidbits that I can kind of dive into, and this is going to be, uh, this is going to be good today. We've got, uh, Patrick Henson, um, and is the town, is it Blanco, Texas? That's where you're at. Yeah, it's pronounced Blanco. Um, Blanco. Yes, that's sir. the Kentucky. That's the Kentucky, and me calling it uh, yeah. pronouncing it wrong. Now, um, now, if you will, Patrick, tell us a little bit about your journey through life um, and kind of how you got into education. Sure, it started back in Tennessee, just south of where you're at there in Kentucky, a little small town in about sixty miles south of Nashville called Hohenwald, Tennessee. Um, Smaller town, grew up there, um, graduated from there, ended up going to a private uh, school out in West Tennessee, and uh, there I met my wife, and I got my biology and chemistry degree, um, but decided I wanted to coach, and so I ended up down in Houston after we got married, after my graduation, we got married, moved to Houston, worked at a private school down in Houston at Westbury Christian for about two years. Uh, while I was there, I got alternatively certified so I could teach public school, and then we had our son moved up to the Austin area at a little town called Pflugerville uh, outside of Round Rock. Um, started teaching and coaching there at the middle school for one year and then moved up to the high school, started coaching basketball there with a um, pretty good program and teaching biology. Uh, spent about seven years there and then got my master's degree from Concordia here in Austin, yep. Concordia University, where I could uh, be a principal. But before I wanted to do that, I wanted to be a head coach of basketball. So I took a job out at Lake Travis High School out in the, just north of Austin a little bit. Uh, pretty good place for sports, pretty good place for athletes uh, and academia. And so um, moved out there and was four years as a head girls basketball coach teaching AP biology. Absolutely loved it. Opportunity came open, though, to be an assistant principal. And so I spent two years as an assistant principal, one year as an associate principal, and then just this past fall, moved out here to Blanco, Texas to take over the principal job uh, here uh, in Blanco, Blanco High School. And so went from 3,500 kids at Lake Travis High School to about 350 kids uh, here at Blanco. And uh, I wouldn't wouldn't trade anything. I miss those guys at Lake Travis, but uh, it sure is a good place to be out, out here in Blanco. Awesome. Now, now, what university did you attend in Tennessee? Uh, Freed Hardeman University out in West Tennessee, a little NAI school. Jackson. I, I'm, uh, just outside of Jackson. Yeah. in Henderson. Yep. 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 Uh, good little place. I ended up coaching basketball there, uh, with the lady lions for a year. Uh, my senior year, I kind of helped with the team and that's what kind of got me into wanting to be a coach instead of a doctor and, okay. um, that forever changed my life and, uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I'm familiar with them. They actually, they actually recruited me out of high school. So I, I grew up. I grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is just up, just, just up the road on 65 there. So, um, I'm, uh, there. yes, yes, yes. Home of the Corvette, home of the Corvette. Yep. So, yep. um, so you mentioned, so did, did you, 
so 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 that that's where the the um the career path changed for you when you were coaching um there at a university is it was it was it the coaching that got you into education or was it hey i want to get into education and i think i'd also like to do this cool thing coach it was a little bit of both um back in in lewis county where i was growing up my fourth grade teacher connie cannon was a big influence on me. Um, we went to church together, a little small country church. Her and her husband were both educators. Uh, so all through high school, she kind of influenced me and said, you know, teach him to be an honorable thing to do and something that I think you'd be good at. And so it kind of, she kind of planted the seed. I also had some teachers in high school, um, Troll and, and, uh, and Thompson and a few others that were science teachers that really turned me into a love of science. And so that kind of helped. Um, didn't go straight into college. I went to a little community college for about a year and a half. And then I worked for about a year and a half before eventually making the jump. There was a doctor at um, Murray Regional that said, you don't need to be working down here. You need to be back in school. And uh, he kind of influenced me to go back out there. And I'd always wanted to go to Freed Hardeman. Uh, just growing up, I knew of it from summer camps and, and youth camps and things like that. And I had some friends from high school that were there. And so uh, a few student loans later. I ended up at Freed Artiman and, and got that degree and, and more importantly, met my wife and, and, and some good stuff happened out there. That's, that's, a, that's the, that, 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 that ends up being the main reason. That's the, I, I like yeah. how you threw that in there. That's, that's definitely the right way. So if I remember correctly too, they had a beautiful campus. Um, now I, I graduated high school in 98, so that was many moons ago. Um, yeah, we could have been there together. I graduated in 96 and then I, I ended up going out there in 99 uh, like I said, it took me a little bit to get out there, but nice. went went ninety nine, graduated in 03. Uh, beautiful campus, nice baseball field. You know, they've expanded, put a nice softball field. We're pretty good. It's and, and it's renovated a lot. I mean, it's just a beautiful campus. I try to get back there every summer and and spend a little time up there doing camps or whatnot. And so a good friend of mine just took over the girls' basketball program there, Josh Epperson. And so I'll probably get back there a little more often and and see nice. some of this see some of the girls play nice nice now do you um do you ever uh dive into um to any debates locally there in texas about who has better barbecue texas or uh, or the memphis area uh yeah uh debates all the time i'd have to i, I have to give it to texas i mean i like really? my memphis barbecue but um there's just a lot of good stuff here in texas i live kind of in the center of a a lot of people i was just eating barbecue this weekend over in uh over in lano and uh, Cooper's and, and Inman's and some of those places. There's a lot of famous barbecue places within easy driving distance of my place here. And so uh, 17 years, they've kind of swayed me over to this side, at least on the barbecue side of things. I still bleed uh, Tennessee orange, but uh, they haven't quite got me to, to Texas orange yet. And so, um, but yeah, the barbecue is pretty good down here in Texas. Yeah. Well, if I, if I ever make it down your way, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the tab, but you make sure you get us to, uh, uh, get us somewhere where, where there's some good barbecue. Hey, I'll, I'll take you to, I'll take you to a couple of places. We can hit a couple of places and, and do a little sampler plate. And... I'm in. I'm All in. right. Count, 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 count me in. Uh, as long as they'll let somebody from Kentucky in, then I'm now I'm, I'm not a Kentucky fan. So, so definitely, <laughs> definitely don't hold that against me um, as well. I'm, I'm not a UK fan. Um, I've actually been to Tennessee stadium um, and, uh, and on the field. Um, during a game, um, through some different, different things. But, um, so, uh, let's back to your, back, back to your, your teaching. Um, 
what, what I mean, why, why is it, I mean, you, cause in, in what we talked about before we went on there and even hearing you talk about it now, um, wh- why do you love doing what you do? Making an influence on people. Um, you know, my time spent at Freed Hardeman, I also preached a little bit and, and, and shared the pulpit with some people and worked as a youth minister. And so I've kind of got a love of servant, of being a servant. Uh, and so teaching, that's what I see teaching as anything in education is just serving others. And so being able to to just see a kid and 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 be able to take that kid through three, four years, depending on when they come in with you and to kind of see them gain things that they may have not ever been experienced to. And so I've been privileged enough to to teach some some great kids and that have gone on to some great things, um, despite my teaching in some cases. But just being that influence. And, and that's one of the reasons I got into coaching. I mean, I love sports, but just seeing that bond and seeing them achieve things that they didn't think possible, um, both on and off the field and in the classroom, uh, that's been the biggest thing. And, and just sharing that positivity. There's so many kids that that just need positive role models in their life. And, and if I can be one of those, if I can change the trajectory in a positive way of any of those kids, I mean, uh, that's to me, that's a successful day. I can go home and, and lay my head down at night and know that it was a job well done today. And, and not all, you know, they're not always obvious, uh, but I try to keep up with my former kids. I try to keep up with my former athletes. Um, I spend some time each month texting them, uh, emailing them if I have their email address and just checking in with them. Some of them have, you know, well out of grad school and doctors. And I just talked to one the other day, she's about to have a kid in a couple of weeks and, you know, she's a former player of mine. It's just, just being that influence on them and and they don't know how much they mean to me um, and they don't know how much they influence me uh, through all this COVID stuff, uh, not being in classrooms since March uh, until a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was good to hear back from some of those people and, and, and to hear the positive stories that came from things that they're experiencing good and bad. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they reach out to me with prayer concerns and things like that. And that's always just to know that you made that kind of a difference that they're willing to, to contact you when they need something like that. That's, that's what it's all about. And and that's been the same from day one till day 18. I mean, this is year 18, I guess. And so um, it's been it's been a blessing. And just just being that servant for those people. Every time I've taken a step up, uh, I've tried to influence more and more people uh, from being an assistant coach to head coach, from being a head coach to assistant principal, assistant to associate, and now head principal. And eventually one day I'd like to be a superintendent of a district. Nice. 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 So being a coach, I got to ask, um, how is, uh, how, how is your culture, uh, within your school? Are you the, are you the, the, are you hyper and, and you, you know, high energy with your students and you giving high fives and you, you know, you, you cheering them on like you would in practice, or are you more of a reserved Um, kind of pick your, you know, pick your targets? Yeah. You know, every every kid's different. I had to learn that coaching. Uh, you can't motivate every kid the same way. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call myself high energy. Um, if I need to be uh, at a sporting event or something, I might get a little bit of higher energy going there. Um, but in the hallways and stuff, um, you know, fist bump, encouragement, uh, just just how you doing, where you been, just taking a, a true, honest, uh, sincere interest in what their lives are like, both here at school and outside of school. Um, you know, the famous saying, they don't care what you know until you know what they know that you care um and that's where i've been with these kids i you know at lake travis i've been there seven years and so i kind of established myself with the staff and kids and parents to, that they knew what they were getting with me and that uh so at blanco out here i've had to 
I've kind of had to build that foundation again, but that doesn't bother me. It's just sure. a whole new set of people and kids that get to know me. And so if it needs to be the rah-rah guy, I can be the rah-rah guy. We had a girl accepted to a college university the other day and I ran out there with a banner and, and hooting and hollering and, and, and celebrated with her and it was her dream school. And so that was great. Awesome. Um, or I met with a kid in my office the other day and they just needed a, just needed somebody to listen to um, because they'd had a pretty rough uh, week or so and um, you know, losing some loved ones. And so shut the door and, and have a conversation with them. And so that's, uh, I think as a leader, you got to be able to span that, you know, the, the, the range there of emotions and, and, and be able to read people and understand what they need and when they need it. It, it. Is that one of the first lessons you learned kind of getting into administration, how emotionally taxing what you were going to be doing? Cause I, I, obviously it's different as a teacher, you've got your set of kids that you interact with or you're a coach and you've got your team of 15 or 20 here, but but as the principal, you you not only are dealing with the emotional toll, not just on your students, but also on your staff. Um, and you, it, it, was that something you had to learn early? Yeah, you have to put on a lot of different hats. Um, you know, obviously, as a coach and a teacher, you're putting on a few different hats there, too. But, um, you know, if, if a kid needs a counselor that day, then you're going to be a counselor that day. Um, if a kid needs uh, a pep talk, you're going to give them a pep talk. Um, if the floor needs swept, you're going to sweep the floor. You know, if, uh, if you're, if there's a teacher that's, that's dealing with, uh, you know, somebody close to them is sick, I'm going to tell them that they're going to go be with that person. I'll cover their class if I need to. And, and so just, just learning how to read situations and react in the right way in situations. I know there were some people for me at different times in my life that was there for me, both professionally and personally, uh, that really impacted me on some of those things and being able to, work at Pflugerville High School and work with a guy named Kirk Rinkle. I mean, he was our, our principal at the time. Just watching him and how he did things, former coach, um, you know, former science teacher, and uh, just being able to watch him and see how he works. And then going over to uh, Lake Travis and working under Kim Brantz and Gordon Butler, two principals there, and uh, completely different styles. But I learned something from both of those. And just knowing that that you just do what needs to be done at that moment in time. And, um, and you put whatever you need to in prioritizing those things, I guess, kind of like a triage uh, sometimes, because sometimes you'll get multiple things happening at the same time, um, especially at a small school. I wear a lot of hats here. And so everything from printing the season football tickets to, um, like I said, cleaning the, the, the cafeteria when it's done to, I don't have to do that. We've got people sure. to do that, but that's just part of it. And so Absolutely. I enjoy that part. Absolutely. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned the triage part of it. Um, w one of the interviews that we'll have coming out here soon uh, was from a colonel in the Army. Uh, he, he retired 30 years and now is in his second year of teaching. And he, taught, he, 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 he brings it up and says, look, you know, physically being in the military, being overseas, being in war zone physically, you know, obviously it's harder um, you know, than, than teaching. He said, but mentally he's like, not even close. He's like, this is on a whole nother level. And he said, there's, you know, he, he had a moment where he had to close the door when the class was done and have a little man cry and say, man, I'm, I, you know, this is because he had heard all the things that everybody hears that aren't, you know, directly connected with education, that teachers are lazy teachers, you know, they, they work and they get all summer off and, you know, all, all these different things that, you know, that, that, that you hear. Um, and, and it's, and it's really, and it's really interesting to hear people like that, um, you know, talk with a different perspective. And I think that's the cool part um, about education is you have people like that, that 
and, and that's kind of why I'm doing this because I want to be able to give those voices and it's, and it's interesting to hear about the people who've, who've influenced you. And, and I, I, I speak a lot about that. So, you know, I've, I've given talks to, to teams or corporate, you know, corporate places or, or groups of, of, of leaders. And, um, you know, I, I believe in the, um, in the leadership style of, you know, I actually work for my team. I hate the word boss. I hate the word employees. I, I, I hate it. Yep. And I, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm not willing to do, I, I, I can give you a really good example. So as we were kind of coming through the ranks and growing a business from nothing to, you know, this big international business, you know, there were days where we were in an office and it wasn't the greatest. Right. And, and we worked at night um, sometime, most of the time, because you're working with people all around the world. So you're, you know, different hours. And, you know, if the plumbing messes up or the toilet messes up at, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, you, you know, you're not going to spend 600 bucks to have a plumber come out and, you know, may, maybe a couple hours. So, you know, my team, there were many, many times they saw me standing in nice clothes or, you know, whatever, covered in water in the, you know, in, you know, trying to figure it out with the few tools that we had in the office and, you know, and, and getting it worked. And, and it, I didn't do those things because I wanted to throw it in anybody's face. It was always about, I'm, I'm all about, I want, I want everybody else to be, um, to be a leader. I want everybody else to, I want to, I want to build leaders. And the best way for me to do that is for you to see how I do it. And, then if I'm willing to do that, that means when you now are in charge of your own team within here, I don't have to worry about you not doing the exact same thing and making sure that, that they feel that way. And, and that's, it's so important. And I, I love, I love the fact when I do these, I never have any idea, you know, when I talk to a principal, I mean, not everybody has that, that mindset and that leadership style. And I think it's important. I think it's important uh, to know because it's reassuring for your team as well to know, Hey man, um, you know, and I'm sure some of it you do kind of intentionally for a morale boost and that's what you have to do. And, you know, the kids might, you know, find it funny seeing you wear the hair net and the apron serving, you know, serving Best lunch. day of the year. Yeah. Best day of the year is Thanksgiving when I can sit behind the, uh, the uh, cafeteria line and, and, and serve them Thanksgiving lunch. I mean, that's just, you know, seeing their eyes and, and, and being able to connect with them on a different level that way. Same thing. Uh, the best part of my day is pushing the, the, the trash can around at lunch and, you know, and, and the, the custodians, they came to me early in the year because we're in a little different situation. We're having to social distance and we're having to spread things out and, and we're having to seat some people in places in the cafeteria, like up on the stage and different places, just so we can spread everybody out. They were a little concerned that they were to get it all done. I said, well, why would it take so long to get it done? Well, they leave a lot of trash. I said, well, they're not going to leave a lot of trash because I'm going to go around and pick it all up. I said, that's just part of what I do. Yeah. Uh, I did it at the last place and as much as I could, and I'll do it here. And sure enough, day one, you know, and since then, some of our lunch monitors, other people in our office, I had to sell tickets last week for football. And I look up and there's a couple of those people pushing those trash cans around, picking up trash. And, uh, you know, and, and so a lunch would leave and I look around the custodians and they want to I told you it wouldn't be that hard. And so they, you know, they can just disinfect and clean and and do their thing. And and, you know, it's just that's part of it. Um, you know, just doing whatever needs to be done and connecting with kids. I'm a big relationship guy. And so, like you're talking about those, those people seeing seeing you work and, and do things that the, the CEO or the principal or, or whoever 
you know, that's, that's just a title. I mean, it's, I, I'm like you, I hate the word boss. I hate the word uh, supervisor. I mean, yeah, there's times I got to come in and watch your class and it evaluates you. But by that time I've already been in your class, you know, 20, 30 times, it should be comfortable. It shouldn't be anything yeah. that, that you're, you're not expecting, or I haven't already told you that that might need to be a little bit better or something that you're doing. That's really good. I mean, it's not a, that's not the only time you're going to see me in the classroom. That, and that's one of the things about being in a small school is I'm able to get into those classrooms a whole lot more. It's a whole lot easier to get into 24, 25 teachers classrooms than it is 200 uh, where I was. And and granted, there were more of us at the other place, but uh, it's just, I just love it. And, and, and just standing in the hallway, I can stand one spot in my hallway. Uh, there's only two hallways, but, and see every kid come by one way or the other. And, and, you know, granted, I got a face mask on, so I'm really only seeing this part of them. Uh, and, and that's a little different, but um, I, I preach from day one that it's all about relationships. And we spent the first three days doing nothing but building relationships with our kids and checking in on them and seeing where they were and seeing what needs they had. And, and um, you know, I told them, I said, the education will come. Um, don't worry about that. We got 184 other days to, to educate them. Let's spend some time really getting to know our kids and, the beauty of a small school like this is most of our teachers already know our kids and probably knew their brothers and maybe even knew their parents. Um, but I had some new teachers that didn't, and you may have some new kids that moved in and um, those relationships, you know, they're ever changing. We haven't seen them since March. And so sure. uh, that was the, that was one of the beauty things that we did at the beginning of the year. And so um, I, I'm like you, I just, it doesn't matter what we do as long as we're connecting and as long as um, we're growing leaders uh, Nancy Walling, the head coach that I worked for there at Pflugerville, she's a Hall of Fame coach now, retired now, but um, she wanted a staff and her team and her program would be better because we're always striving to be better. And at one point we had four or five coaches on our staff um, that all ended up being head coaches and successful head coaches. And uh, that was at a high school. I mean, and so uh, I felt like we had one of the best staffs in the state and uh, and it showed in our girls and it showed in our program. And I kind of carried that with me. I, I want principals and I want counselors and I want people, I want teachers that want to be principals and I want, you know, aides that want to be teachers and so on and so on, because they want to, you just want to grow yourself. Um, and so uh, that's, that's the whole part about being a leader. If you don't have anybody following you, are you really a leader? And, and so, um, so I get that part of it, but I don't, I don't necessarily like following. I like walking with them. I like being there alongside them. Absolutely. And, you know, ego, ego gets in the way uh, a lot with, um, with, 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 with leadership uh, because people are uh, uncomfortable sometimes when they have, um, you know, when they've got other really good people around them. So they become, um, you know, insecure of, oh, maybe they're trying to take my job or, you know, these different things. And, um, you know, I, I, I like it. You, you, you and I are, I think we're very similar in how we lead. So um, I, know, I know you mentioned basketball. Uh, so this is, so I, I'll tell you a really cool story. So this is, this is a national team jersey from New Zealand. And you'll see their national team there has, um, has signed. And maybe you can, I don't know if it'll pick it up. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so New Zealand um, is a very, uh, a very, a very special place. So actually that, actually that sign right there. Uh, it says Kia Kaha. So Kia Kaha is in their, their native language uh, in New Zealand, uh, in the Modi language. Uh, it means stay strong. And it just, it's a 
phrase that means a lot to me. The people over there are are unbelievable people. I've had them lay hands and pray on me because of the work we were doing in their community. And it, if you ever get a chance to go, it, it, it's not nearly as expensive. They now have direct flights from um, uh, from Texas into Auckland uh, through Air New Zealand. So um, I, I, I'm more than and, and I can connect you with some basketball coaches. Hey, connect me. Yeah, well, hey, well, we might have, we might have to work on that. So nah, uh, I'm all about it. So, 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 so the cool part is, is um, when we would go over, um, what we would do is we would rent an RV and we would drive the distance, um, stopping in each little town, doing um, recruiting education and me giving talks and different things in the different communities. We ended up tripling the amount of Kiwis playing college basketball. Um, over a four or five year span um, there, you would not believe how many New Zealanders are over here playing college basketball at all different levels, men's and women's. And um, so one of the, th so back to that, uh, that leadership style, I, I drove, I, they never drove. So we would drive for two and a half weeks every day, we're, every night, every morning we're driving somewhere. And we would go through and drive the distance of both islands, stopping in. Now, unbelievable, beautiful scenery. I did it for two reasons. I've been over there a bunch. I've spent a ton of time over there. Typically, I had somebody on the trip with me that was their first time. Um, they maybe recently got hired. Well, I would use that as a time for them to get to know me a little bit. So I'd make them, you know, ride shotgun and, you know, help with directions, even though I know where I'm going, you know, and, but we were able to have that interaction, but we could have natural organic conversation about the business, about how we do things, about why we do it, what we're learning along the way. And I would cook all the meals. So I made it a point. We had a place we would pull up. They have the Southern Alps in the South Island there. If you watch Lord of the Rings or, you know, the Hobbit or these different movies, it, it, they don't do it justice. It is, it is easily the most majestical place I've ever laid eyes on. And, um, I, I would always pull up and I've got, I've got this French toast recipe that we cook in the can in the RV and, you know, we go through and it's these little moments that you're creating where things stick and, and you're creating an experience for somebody, not just, you know, not just, uh, a sit down, let me teach. And one of the things I'm actually working on now is I'm actually trying to try to develop a, a PD that where we can kind of kind of ingrain change journey and the lessons from that kind of in a PD. But I hate and you read all the feedback of all these different PDs and teachers hate it. Like it's, I'm sitting here doing the same thing. I'm going about it. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do it differently. And and, and that is you know, you got to make an impact with people and it is about relationships and, um, you know, it, relationships, if, if you're concerned, uh, if you're concerned about the relationship more than you are the discipline or more than you are about being right or more than you are about being in charge, well, you can get people to follow you to the ends of the earth. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it, it truly is, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, it, it, it works, it works. Might have froze up on us. Patrick, are you still there?
right? Little technical difficulties, but that's okay. Get him added back here. There we are. We got you back. There you go. My bad. Again, country. Look, the country. country it's, it's 2020, so we chalk it up to we, we we chalk it up to 2020. But what I was saying is, you know, doing that experience, you know, and doing it that way, when you care more about um, building a relation, a genuine relationship with people than you do being in charge or being right or you know all these different things, people will follow you to the ends of the earth. They, they, they really will. Yeah. Re I, I believe it completely. I could see where the value would be in that. Um, you know, just in my short time here, um, we get these cards, uh, you know, and I make it a point to, to write it. So Mondays and Fridays, I write cards to my staff Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I write cards to my kids. Uh, I, I ask my teachers, you know, Hey, if you see a kid doing something that's, that's above and beyond the call or really helping somebody who's an online learner, or maybe helping a new kid, sitting with them at lunch, you know, all sorts of different things. Just give them ideas, send me their name. I like to write them a card, tell them thanks, because that's, that's kind of what we want to build. And, and one of the things that we did during PD, you mentioned PD was uh, we worked on things and then we went out and, and did those things. So one of the things I always did in my classroom is I took a day a week and, and we wrote cards to parents or we wrote emails to former teachers or, uh, we went and put nice notes on cards or, you know, just some way to give back and, and just teach the the non-curricular stuff. And um, because I'm, I'm going to guess, Shane, you're a lot like me. If I think back to teachers that made an impact on me, it wasn't necessarily the ones that taught me the most. It was the ones that that had that connection with me uh, and had that relationship. Uh, and some of it, I grew up in a, and genuine, right? Yeah. And I grew up in a small town. And so I saw my teachers in churches or at Walmart or you know, at, at baseball games and things like that. Um, but those are the ones that that went above and beyond and, and really made a connection with me and, and really influenced me. And so that's why I try to push push along to our teachers and just at, at what things that may happen to me. Um, I had a girl reach out to me this weekend and she had found on her computer uh, the 25 list of 25 things they're thankful for. It's one of the things I did in my AP biology class five or six years ago. And and she reached out to me and said, I still have this list. And I said, I'd like to see your list now. Like, uh, that was your list as a senior in high school. And now you're about to graduate from college. I like to see what is the 25 things you're thankful for, because obviously with the COVID and all that stuff, it's going to be a lot different. Uh, I probably wouldn't make that list. I made that list then. Um, but she probably has other professors that have made sure. that list now, which is completely fine. That's not you a want. Not, you want that yeah, right? you, yeah, for you sure. Want that. Yeah, uh, for sure. And experiences and stuff like that. And um, anytime you can provide those experiences to our kids, our teachers and those things, uh, just a chance for them to be grateful, a chance, chance for them to give back. Um, you know, not every kid, you know, when they walk into your classroom, they're they're expecting to learn biology. And then all of a sudden I just throw them a curveball and I'm like, hey, guys, we're not going to do biology today. We're going to go pick up trash around campus today. Uh, we're going to go clean the thing up and make this place look nice. And they're like, what are we doing that for? I was like, because we can't and we need to. This is our place. This is our house. This is our home. Uh, you know, so just. And then, I, of course, I'd get off on a tangent and spend about 15 minutes talking to them about why that's important. Um, sure. and, and then but it's just those are the things that you remember. And those are the things that make an impact. 
uh, not the, you know, the, the, the positive and negative feedback loops of, of a cell. I mean, those are interesting to me, but, um, you know, unless you're going to be a doctor or something, which some of those kids did become doctors, but a lot of them were business majors or, or different things that were just taking my class. Yeah. And, and I can, I can totally relate. And, and the listeners here might get tired of this story, but I can, I can tell you really quickly, um, I, in, in elementary school, you know, I did not have a great home life. Um, so I was always looking back in those days, you could act like you were sick and go to the nurse's station and lay down, take a nap and, you know, these different things. That hasn't also, changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, 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 our janitor, our janitor, um, would come around at the end of the day and collect, um, you know, and the kids, you know, these days, they don't know what chalk erasers are. Um, but, but he would collect the chalk erasers and the trash. Right. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know this. There's actually a way to clean those. And you think that you beat them. That's not how you clean them. So there's this big vacuum that was in the janitor's room and you run it over. Well, it would suck the chalk out of them and you go. So he would, he would come get me. Um, and I never really had any teachers that in elementary school that really pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, I, I can tell something's going on. Like you've, you've been literally, you know, for the last, you know, 60 days, you've spent 20 days in the nurse's station. Like, wh like what's going on? Um, you know, so, so nobody like that didn't happen. And, um, I, it got to the point where I'd, you know, I'd know the time of the day, you know, I'm that kid who didn't really want to be at school. My mind was a million other places. And I would look at the same time, you know, I know he comes through. I, I know he's here today because I saw him in the hall earlier and, and he would come through. And eventually I, I, I figured out a way to get in and kind of be the one. Well, we were, we were walking one day, uh, doing it and just, uh, I mean, amazing guy black guy that, that, that i grew that i funny enough i actually ended up playing uh, high school basketball with his son and um we're walking through and he reached down one day and put his arm on my shoulder and he said you know what old buddy he said me and you we ain't that much different and for some reason that has always stuck out to me and he probably didn't think anything of it. He probably thought i was just some kid trying to get out of class and he could tell i had something going on but you know, it, 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 kids are, um, they can pick up when you're BSing them and, you know, being genuine and authentic, uh, it matters. And that's a great example though, that, you know, and I'll probably steal that and, and, and obviously give you credit for it. But I try to tell our people all the time that, you know, a bus driver, a custodian, a lunch lady, uh, you know, when I was in middle school, the lunch lady that would slide me a free meal every now and then, just because Extra I didn't have the money for it. Absolutely. Yeah made a huge impact on me and so that's why I, so i had all of all these people come and talk to our teachers at the beginning of the year this year because i wanted everybody who had an impact on our kids um to have a say in front of everybody and to kind of just share their story and to share uh, honestly what we did is what covid would be and i don't like talking about covid because we talk about it so much but um share with them how this is going to change their job and and how much work they're going to do and so, you know, our teachers and our kids are, are cleaning our rooms before the end of every period, partly because of, of hygiene and, and, and safety and that stuff, but also to make our job on our custodians a little bit easier because they're having to clean the bathroom. I only have three for my entire campus. And so they're cleaning the bathrooms. They're doing lunches. They're cleaning literally what they're doing all day now. Yeah, all day. And, and and some people don't even see that. And some people don't even know their names. And And so I want them to know their names. I want them to know their history. I want them to know. I need to know that stuff. And so being brand new here, it was a great chance for me to get to meet them too. Uh, although I don't know that they knew that that's what I was doing, but um, 
you know, just things like that. And, and I include them in all of our emails because, uh, you know, that kid is, is, it could be you. It could be, that could be the impact that that kid made, uh, that, that whole year could be somebody that we might not ever think about. And so that's where it's, we're all one big team here from the time that that bus picks that kid up to the time that bus picks them up, drops them off. Anybody who they come in contact with on a daily basis from an adult standpoint ought to have the mindset of I can make a difference in this child's life um, because I'm not going to be able to be there every day. Our counselor is not going to be able to be there every day. Um, I got teachers that are not here tomorrow for for different reasons. And so it could be a sub. Uh, it could be a front office lady. Uh, and so it's just uh, developing that mentality and and, realize, and empowering those people. Um, I think, you know, that's one of the things I've heard from some of those people that don't have jobs that necessarily would be seen as most prestigious jobs on campus. They're like, you really have made us feel empowered. Um, you know, from the 12 pack of Coke that I left them the other day or Dr. Pepper or whatever their favorite sure. one was uh, to, you know, a note card or a chance to talk to our staff or me cleaning at lunch. I mean, it's just, it, it goes on and on. And well, so we all, we all want to be appreciated and we want to know what we're doing um, matters to somebody. Right. And you matter. That's what I do every Monday. Every Monday I send out a positive email. Uh, I, I've spoken at a few things, nothing like what you've spoken at, but a few organizations have brought me in. And so one of the things I always ask them to do is if they want to be a part of my mo Monday motivation, uh, they sign up and I send a little email that just share something that I need, honestly, and maybe they need it also. And at the end, I always put you matter because uh, you do. You matter to somebody. And that's important for us to know. It's important for kids to know uh, because you never know what they're going through. Um, you know, more often than not, a kid's going to say, hey, I'm good. You know, and so are we as adults. Hey, I'm great. You know, well, you might not be great. And and, and, you, and you need to know you need to have somebody that you can come to that knows that they really care about you. And um, that's kind of what I'm building here. or hope I'm building here is is a group of 350 plus kids and a group of 25 plus staff and um, some front office staff and custodians that know that when they're having a bad day or they need something or they need a little help making ends meet, whatever the case may be. I mean, come see me. I may not have it, but I'll find it. And um, and that's just. Uh, that's why I'm in education. That's uh, I get a chance to do that on it. I couldn't do that behind a desk. I could, I could find a way to do that behind a desk or I could find a way to do that um, in a business or something, doing something like that. But every single day I walk into this school building, there's going to be kids and, and adults that are looking to me and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I want to be uh, Brad Montague, a guy I went to college with uh, who did the kid president stuff. Um, he said one time, be the teacher you wanted to have when you were a kid. And I think about that. And I want to be the principal that I wanted to have, uh, even though Bill Lynch was a great high school principal. Um, Kirk Rinkle was a great high school principal. Um, Kim Brents and, and Gordon Butler, those people I've learned from were great high school principals. I want to be the one that I wanted to have when I was growing up in Lewis County High School, Lewis County Middle School. Um, and so that's what that's what I do every day. It, it, it matters. I, I was fortunate. I went to Bowling Green High School and um, we're a, a city school uh, in Bowling Green. It's the only city school and there's four county schools um, that, that, that surround it. Uh, and it, it is a very, very unique, um, I think, the football team has won the 5A state championship something like six times out of the last eight years or something like that. Like our gym, we've we've had a a two-story arena 
that holds probably 5,000 people and the NBA goals that collapse and go out like, but not a wealthy school by any stretch of the imagination, just a very, a very traditioned school. And it's Texas second oldest high school in the state of Kentucky. And, and, and I'll share with you a couple of experiences. Cause I think this is, this is right in line with what you're doing. Um, but, but they did, there, there's two things that, that stood out. One, as a senior, you get to work in the front office, uh, attendance or in the guidance department as if you've got enough credit as an elective to kind of, to kind of do that, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I got to do those things. Uh, now I got to do those things probably because I played basketball and it's definitely not because I was the most studious kid. Um, but, but you developed a different relationship with the people that were there. And I mean, I, I, I can remember, um, I've, I've gone back and mentor kids at, at the school and, um, you know, check in with my, my guidance counselor who was always there for me. And like, look, I'm, I'm you, you, I, and I've told her that I was like, know what you do matters. Like, it, you know, it, 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 in a very adult way, we have a conversation and very frank. And I say, look, you know, you know, I know there's days you, you feel like saying, screw this and I'm not doing it. And, but you know, what you did made an impact on me and I'm not the only one. So, um, you know, but I would always want to go back and I would want to see them. And, and I would tell you, and Lord, I'm probably going to get some, well, I can't get them in trouble now because half of them don't work there anymore, but, um, <laughs> it, it would be to where I would come in and I'd walk in the door and they would greet me as if I was, a, they'd come out and give me a hug. I never had to sign in. It's a, you know, a thousand, a thousand student school. I never had to sign in. I could just walk in. They'd say, yep. yeah, go ahead, go back in the back and go, you know, go. I'd walk back and see whoever I needed to see. Um, and, and when you have that culture of, of trust and acceptance, it kind of carries on. And, and when, you know, kind of what you talked about and, I, I, first of all, I'm, I, I hope that you and I keep a relationship beyond this because of how you are as a leader. It, 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 I don't, there's not a lot of people like that. Um, and when, when you're empowering people at different stages, um, of, of a hierarchy, if you will, um, or even just different departments, um, but you're empowering the whole team for a common goal and a common mission, uh, what you're creating is a level of trust and a level of unity and a level of, Hey, we're all, you know, we talk about during the COVID stuff in Kentucky, we're in this together. We'll get through this together, that, that kind of thing that's what you're building there, um, you know, through those, those little steps. And, and it matters, it matters just being genuine and authentic. And sometimes it means breaking the rules. Sometimes it means, you know, Hey, like, are we supposed to give Shane a name tag and sign in? Yes. Do I know many other people that came? Yes, they did too. So I can, I can give you another scenario that, 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 that leads to this. Uh, so I, I had left, uh, my high school, and uh, a backstory kind of to both of them. Um, I was working in the uh, my senior year. I left that high school my junior year after after spring break and went and was going to live with my father. And then that summer decided, nope, I want to go back. Um, and they had um, already been in school for about two weeks. And I was going to school where my dad went their first day of school. I decided I'm out. Um, got in the car, didn't even tell anybody I'm 17 years old, you know, legally, I don't have any say so to, you know, what I can do, but it's kind of how I've kind of went, I kind of did my own thing from the time I was 15 and, um, I drove up and, uh, I walked in 
uh, I walked in. They're like, what are you doing here? Uh, and the principal was there. I said, well, is Dr. Carter here? Uh, Dr. Fred Carter. And I said, is he here? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they messaged him like, hey, Shane Howard's out. He's like, yeah, send him on in. So I go in and I sit down and I said, I, I'm going to I'm gonna come back to go to school here. And he's like, okay. He's like, you wanting to play ball? And I said, well, I mean, if it works out, it's not why I'm coming back. But if it, if it works out, we, we had a really good team. There were six of us seniors. We went 27 and three our senior year and different things. But I said, um, I said, yeah, I said, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, so he called the basketball head coach. He comes down, we talk, and he's like, are you good with Shane coming back? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. He called the guidance office. He's like, hey, I need you to get Shane enrolled in school. Like, I, I didn't, yep. I didn't, I didn't do anything, like, but they knew my situation. They knew my story. And, you know, there was, I mean, my mom eventually had to sign some paperwork and, you know, some different things, but um, it was just this, this, but, but, but like, that was probably a great day for that principal. Like, I'm going to uh, guess. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. guess that, yes, that they probably had a couple conversations, being that you had been, you know, somebody in that school. They probably, I won't say missed you, but they probably, it'd probably come up in conversation. So when you came back, much like the prodigal son returns, you know, sure. yeah. well, maybe not yeah. quite that no, level, but yeah. So, so, so what's funny is, um, and, and, I can say that 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 especially in high school, um, e even in even in middle school. So um, I, I'm, this is supposed to be about you, but I'm sharing stories. So um, it, it, the the people who made an impact on me are the ones who treated me how I needed to be treated. Now that doesn't mean that they were nice. That doesn't mean that they spoke the most kind words. There was a, I was never like, I was never in trouble. I never got detention. I never got AOC. I just knew that like, I keep, I keep my transcript on the wall. Right. I, like I knew that if I could get an 80 here in the first half of the school year, then the least I can get is a 40 in the second half and I can still pass and I'm okay. Right. And my teachers knew I knew that. So there was like, why am I like, why, why am I sitting here? So they, they, so that day, like it was, it wasn't a typical conversation of between, um, uh, he, he treated me as a young man. Um, and you know, there was some language used and Hey, why'd you do this? What's going on? You know, is there anything I need? Like, do we need to call anybody, you know, th these conversations and, even with my basketball coach, because when I left, I didn't leave on good terms. We actually butted heads during the summer at a, at a local, like we, I had to be removed from the gym and it was a, 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 a kind of a scene. Um, so we, and again, we, he was like, no, he's like, I love Shane. I've known him since he was five years old. If he wants to be here, then I want him here. And that's what we do. So it's these people that would, would make, they would, they would be real with me. So going back to, to eighth grade, and back to the story of me working in the office, um, again, this is the type of environment you created, but this is the type of environment it had. Well, eighth grade, I quit playing basketball because um, my coach told me, I scored two points my seventh grade year, two points my eighth grade year. In the middle of the season, my coach took, you know, wouldn't play me. And I went to him, I said, hey, why can't I play? And he said, well, um, I don't want you to embarrass yourself, you know, and it shattered me, shattered me, but 
that some that that winter and that spring I went and played. I ended up starting varsity nine months later, the very first game of the season, eight points, eight rebounds, and it, it was a motivator for me. And I realized that won't necessarily work for every kid. And maybe he knew that, maybe he didn't, and maybe he was just a jerk. And you know that that's how he was going about it. But my senior year, um, so so in in the state of Kentucky, we have 16 regions in basketball. So we have the last Sweet 16, true one state title. We'll claim, you know, we're we're, we're still there. Right. Yes. So um, the first round of the regional tournament we played, and I ended up having a great second half. We were getting beat. I scored something like 12 straight points, and you know, our article in the newspaper. I'm working in the office. I love telling the story. Now, now, um, you know, bless his heart, uh, Mr. Holt's not with us anymore. Um, but I wish he was because I'd love to have him on video talking about this story. So I'm in the office and I make probably, I don't know, 25, 30 copies of this newspaper article. And I sign all of them and I'm stuffing them <laughs> in the envelopes. And we had like, so we had a courier service. So you could put, you could put stickers and you knew who to go to. And I sent all 30 of them to him. Um, so we had a game and then an off day and then the next game. So I sent them to him that day. Well, I'm sitting there this, the next day getting ready at the regional tournament. We're playing at Western Kentucky University. I'm in the locker room. And he walks up and he kind of puts his arm kind of around my neck. I didn't know who it was. I'm just sitting there tying my shoes. And he kind of puts his arm and is going up around my neck. And I won't repeat what he said. But, uh, you know, he kind of got down real close to my ear. And he said, you know, you're a – he said, but I love you. He said, and I'm proud of you. And I, I love it because he knew, like, he's like, hey, you know, you're being a complete jerk right now, but I deserve it, right? Like, I was wrong, and that's what he said. He's like, you know, he's like, I was wrong. He's like, and you proved me wrong, and I'm proud that you I'm proud that you have. But it's those interactions, and I like sharing those stories um, because, especially with you, because you get it, right? And and those are those are reinforcements that this is why I'm doing this, and, and I'm sure you have some of those stories. I do. I mean, you know, just in the short time here, I don't have a beard. If you'd seen me a week ago, I had a, you know, I usually wear a full beard. I've had one for years now. Every now and then I'd shave it. But um, our kids here have to be clean shaven, our boys, uh, okay. no earrings, clean shaven. And uh, of course, I got a mask on, you know, so you're not going to see it anyways. And I usually don't see it on them. Um, but that is one of the things they asked us to enforce. And so I was speaking to the juniors and well, we had class meetings last week once once a day and so i got in front of my seniors on friday and i said listen guys on monday i'm expecting you to be clean shaven no earrings that kind of thing um and i took my mask off just for a second and i said listen this full beard's going to be gone and sunday night beard's gone um wife's not happy but beard's gone and uh you know it's just those things and and the boys came up and told me on monday they they checked they said mr Hanson, you got a beard and i was like nope and took a mask off and just like this. And, um, you know, I gained a few years back. I look a little bit older with, you know, the gray hair and the gray beard. And, but, um, you know, it's just little things like that, that just, you know, it makes a difference and, and it's a little thing. And so, uh, you know, one of the boys on, on Friday night, we were playing the number one team in two a, um, wasn't good in the second half. We played pretty well the first half, but, uh, he was just giving it all. We only got like 27 guys on varsity, um, and our center had been in and out of the game with some injuries. And, you know, I, I run, I, I come up to him and he's sitting on the bench and relaxing a little bit, not, you know, resting his ankle really, uh, there in the third quarter. And I, I said, man, first off, I didn't know you played center. 
you know, I knew you were a player, but I'm still learning everybody. I said, but man, you're giving everything out there. And I sure do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it meant anything to him. I wrote him a card. He's going to get it on Monday. Um, but, you know, just seeing our kids and, and investing in those kids, that coach invested in you, uh, whether he knew it or not. He told you what you needed to hear at that moment in time. Um, and that's that's uh, I've worked with some people that are really good at that. Um, a coach, Katie Hensel, who works at Westlake High School, um, you know, she's a great coach. I worked with her in the summer coaching a Nike team. Uh, she's really good at telling kids exactly what they need to hear. Uh, whereas like I like to sugarcoat it a little bit, you know, and sure. uh, kind of ease it to them where she just tells them. And, and we make a good one, too. Uh, I learned that from her, uh, that sometimes you just have, you know, uh, you just got to tell them how it is. And 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 just let the my brother is really good at that. He's a principal, a first year principal in, in Tennessee there in a little small school. And that's how he handles things. Um, and and he just tells it how it is. And whereas, you know, I, I kind of try to keep the good favor going. Uh, but I've learned I've learned a little bit over the years that, that sometimes you just got to have that conversation with people. And uh, and if they know that you love them and they know it's coming from a spot of love and that you want what's best for them, then it really doesn't matter what the message is uh, sometimes because they just know you care. And uh, and so it sounds like that coach knew you cared. Uh, you knew he cared. Um, and you you were able to get it back a little bit when you were able to, to play a little bit. But but we all need those people in our life. I, I want somebody who can tell me when I'm not doing things right because this is my sure. first year being principal. I'm not going to make every superintendent that's awesome to work with and he's been in my shoes um both as a coach and as a principal and uh, i want to eventually get where he's at and he's encouraged me to do that too so kind of like what we talked about earlier i'm I'm now working for somebody who who knows that i want to be a superintendent and he wants to help me get there absolutely if people know your intent you know you 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 can you can address it you know and 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 that comes with consistency so i've got to ask because i am I'm going to be surprised if the answer is no. Um, you're obviously familiar with Coach Don Meyer. Very well. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. So I, I'm I, in your journey. So so my dad and Coach Meyer became good friends, and I've got some notes around here somewhere where you, if you went to his camp as a coach, you took meticulous notes. And oh, man, I I've, I wish I I wish I'd known. I would have brought my notebooks from him. Um, He's just, uh, I went to his camps as a, as a oh, high school kid. Brutal. Um, yeah, yeah. I've done my fair share of, of sit-ups and push-ups, but, uh, um, and then he at, I'm looking up on my phone. So I'm looking away. Cause I'm, I'm going to look at my tagline on my yeah, no, email so I can read it to you. Um, and so, um, he, um, he just, he was a big influence on me. And so even at Westbury Christian, the guy that we worked for, Greg Glenn played for him. At Lipscomb. So when he was at Lipscomb, their rival of Freed Hardeman um, back in the day when they were both before Lipscomb went D1, they were both NII and in the same their sister colleges. They're both Church of Christ schools. Um, and so Don Meyer was. Uh, I didn't I mean, even pick up on the quote in your email signature. I, yeah. didn't, I, I, I promise I had no idea. I didn't until you said that you said your tag. I was like, wait a second. Is it is in, in his email? Yeah, so it it's is. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, discover your gift develop your gift and then give it away every day. Um, and that's just one of many, <laughs> I mean, Man. Uh, yeah. he would come down and talk and at, at Westbury Christian and, 
it was the same notes I've taken year after year, but I wrote it just like I wrote it the very first time I ever heard it. And um, I mean, that dude, oh man, I mean, I just get chill bumps thinking about it. Um, oh man, his, 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 his SB speech um, yeah. when he goes through and, and e even if, even if you're a teacher and you're listening to this and you're, and you're not a coach and you're not a sports person, I still highly, 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 highly recommend you going to YouTube and just typing in Don Meyer motivation and you will see some really, really cool videos. He actually ended up passing away to something that they found after he had an accident where he was actually doing like he, he went first, he, you know, he, he, he went ahead of his players. And if his players had been in front of him leading the way in that, you know, on that way to that retreat, you know, some of them would have passed away or, you know, some different things. It, I, I can't tell you, um, I, I, I went to, I, I went to his camp, um, a couple of years and, uh, I, the, the things in the discipline and very, very different than how, and, and we would go there and you would have your big name coaches from around the, the round division one coaches. It, they are working the camp and taking notes as if they're in class doing it. And I, I remember he, they, man, we, somebody pulled the fire alarm one night in the dorms and at 2 a.m we're doing wall sits until somebody gave up who it was then yep. one night there were water there was a water balloon fight and they had us out in in, in um, uh, david lipscomb's parking lot doing lane slides probably 200 of us just doing lane slides in this parking lot um it, it, some of the things and you're like and i mean you're around all these different types of players and you're like you're at camp. You paid to be there. Yeah. Like, yes. I, yeah. It, this yeah. isn't. Yeah. This isn't like I'm an AAU top 100. I got invite. No. No. Those type of players were there. Yeah. They paying, were. And you're paying money to go through this and deal with this. And it was the most. And you didn't talk. Like if you walked into a room and he was talking, he would kick you out. It wouldn't matter if you were Tubby Smith. It wouldn't matter who you were. I told you not to talk. I'm talking, you respect that. You can go leave and go do whatever you need to do somewhere else. And, and up there, I mean, Pat Summit, I learned a lot from her through camp, through camps. I learned a lot, obviously from Meyer, um, you know, the stuff, the inspirational stuff from Jill, Jim Valvano. I mean, he's right up there to me with, with all those guys and gals and Absolutely. just, uh, just an inspiration to a lot of different people and, and was continued coaching, uh, all the way until he just couldn't coach anymore. Sure, and um, in a wheelchair from the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. it, it was still was still as fiercely competitive as any person at all. But but uh, would love you until the day that you died, and knew everybody. Like, yes, he knew your name after a couple visits, and it was amazing. And um, uh, we lost a good one when we lost Coach Meyer, but oh. uh, but his stuff still lives on through. Bob Starkey and Greg Glenn and, you know, you just name a coach and I guarantee it's that legacy, right? I guarantee they've been influenced by something from Don Meyer. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. It, it's, it, it's definitely, it's definitely that legacy and, and which is, which that that's kind of my motto and kind of how I go about things. And especially with this new stage of, of, of my career is it, it is, it's about leaving a legacy. I want to impact as many people positively around the world as I possibly can. And, um, I've been blessed enough, uh, you know, to, to be given, you know, this ability to speak and to be in front of people and to overcome the number one fear in the world. Uh, I'd rather be in front of 5,000 people and talking than five. And, 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 uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, uh, you know, I, I used to go through it 
Um, and this is what I share with a lot of young people. You know, you're going to go through these tough times in your life and it's like, Hey, why am I going through this? Woe is me? You know, ah, pity me. And we all go through, I, I went through that. I, you know, I wasn't always as self-aware as I am now, but then I learned like, wait a second, there's a reason I'm going through this is because I'm going to come out on the other end of it and something positive. I'm going to be able to share this message and share this journey and connect and, it, 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 I, I'm a relationship guy. I love, I love, love, love connecting with people. Um, you know, even you know, if, if it weren't, if it weren't for me going through those things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have met you and we wouldn't, you know, be, you know, in the beginning stages of building a relationship and those things. So. And that's, but that's what it's all about. I mean, that six, seven degrees of separation, you know, I mean, here you are in Kentucky, here I am in Texas. And we, I think I happened to see something on LinkedIn uh, for you and, and chimed in and made a comment and it's turned into this. And then we've got how many different, you know, similarities, um, sure. you know, I've, I've been in that Bowling Green um, gymnasium. Uh, you knew Freed Hardeman, which nobody knows Freed Hardeman. Uh, we both have Don Meyer. I mean, it's just uh, one day you're going to take me to New Zealand. I mean, you know, that's. Yeah. <laughs> day you'll have me down to come talk. I'll, I'll, I'll come Barbecue. down. Barbecue. I'll, yeah, you, I'll, I'll, I'll come down and speak barbecue. We'll have, yeah, we I, look, I think that's a, well, I got a kid right now in my mind right here. at walks our hallways that you need to talk to tomorrow. Like, because well, let, let, his story go. is like your story. Uh, he's about to turn 20, um, you know, in and out of schools, uh, been homeless a little while, loves the game of basketball. Like I think I could get him a college scholarship. Um, he's, he's, he's just talented, but he's too old to play. Sure. Um, but but he needs, you know, and I, I, I ran into him. The only reason I know this story two weeks in is because I pop into a class and, you know, we're doing our passion day at George Kuros identity day kind of thing. And I found out his passion is basketball. And so I start talking to him about playing on the courts there in my little hometown and, and what that meant to me. And, and, and he comes up and talks to me later and I asked the basketball coach why he's not playing. And then I find out he's about to be 20 and, and his, his life story in and out of, how many different homes. And so I, I look at a guy like that, like I can't, I can connect with that kid, but I have a little bit in common with that, but I never experienced any of those things. Sure. But a guy like you um, could make all the difference in the world sure. because y'all share basketball and y'all yeah. share a similar story and, and you could connect on that. And when we, and, when we talk after this, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you a couple uh, open time frames that I've got over the next couple of days. Um, and, and I'll leave it up to you if you want to, Maybe have him come in the office. I'm I'm more than happy to hop on a video call and uh, and chat. You'll with love him. Uh, just like I mean, all of our kids here are amazing. You know, I don't have to fight masks. I don't have to fight behavior issues. I got the normal stuff that you know high schools have to deal with in terms of vaping and you know just your normal stuff. But I tell you what, we sat at a football game the other night, and our student crowd, every single one of them had a mask on awesome. all night long. I mean, awesome. and I didn't have to. I just kind of looked up there every now and then. It was just, we just got some great proud, kids here. Right. That yeah. Makes you, yeah. And, and I've, you know, and I've been emphasizing that, that you're going to make me proud. I tell, I come back in here Friday night and sent them all an email. I, I have their, you know, class of 2021, 2022, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. and I blank copied them all and just told them how proud I am of them. that, that, you know, and I'm not every kid was there, but I wanted every kid to know that I was proud of them. And, um, and it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place to be. It really Man, is. It's, not, it, it's, it's so good. And I, and I hope that's what the listeners or viewers get from this. Um, when, when this airs, um, that 
you how, how much you you care you're, you're probably going to have some teachers reaching out to you, you want to know if you're hiring uh oh, it, come it, on it, it's, let's it's, go it's, 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 it's probably it's probably what's going to happen um because it, it is and and I, and I will say this i don't i don't know you outside of this um but but it is it is massively leadership matters um it matters in education even more so um because again you're not just impacting your staff you are also impacting um, those kids, you, you're, you're impacting their staff and you're also impacting their home life because if, if you've got, if, if you're a crappy leader, they're going to go home and then they're griping and complaining to their husband or their wife. And then, you know, that causes a rift in their family. Like the, the, there's, we, we can, we can be way, way. It's like for me, right? Like do I, I've got a lot going on. Right. But it, the ROI for me to take some time out to talk to this young man doesn't make sense. Financially, it does not make sense for my time, but I don't care about the ROI for me. There's a longer term play and a longer term um, impact that comes out of that. Um, and that's what we should do. That's, that's my version of, you know, pushing the trash can around at the lunch table that, that you, you, if, if you can chisel out 20, 30 minutes and talk to a, a young man or a young lady, do it. And, you know, who we talk to matters. Um, and you know, how we talk to people matters. Um, and, and coming off authentic, you're right. I, I'm, I, I can speak to Pete. Look, I've had a gun pulled on me three times in my life. You can go and put me in a prison and I can talk to guys in prison about certain things. And I can go talk to people that, the nice uppity country club that you've got nearby and we can sit and have a, you know, have, I'm a, I'm a chameleon in some ways. And, and those are things that came out of having to move so many times and change schools. And there's a lot of positives and we don't see that. And that's what I try to share with these kids. You don't see, you know, these things, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on my first book and, and, and one, some of it is your trauma is your superpower. And, and, you know, these things that we're going through that we feel like are the worst day of our life. Um, some people have turned into an amazing, an amazing journey throughout this thing. So um, that's as a scientist, that's what we used to tell them all the time is you learn more from failures than you ever did from successes. And so the idea of our kids not failing at things, um, I don't want to set them up to fail um, because they're going to fail enough in life. Uh, but they need to know that that failure, all it is, is an opportunity for you to learn and grow. And, and I talked to that about a kid last week. I was like, listen, yeah, you made a mistake. You didn't you didn't make the best choice right there. I mean, uh, you shouldn't have done that. And you could have caused a lot more harm than you did. But how are you going to respond to that? And when you come back to school um, two days from now, how are you going to respond to that? Because I'm still going to love you. I'm going to love you just like I do today. Um, that's going to be water under the bridge. But you need to learn from that mistake and 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 understand that those people that are egging you on, they're not in my office right now. You are. And, and so uh, a failure in, in the science world is the one of the best part of any experiment. Um, if I set you up an experiment and you got perfect results every single time, um, you didn't Something learn anything. Wrong. You didn't learn anything. You got to change a variable, uh, yeah. not more than one variable, the whole science in me, yeah. but change a variable so that you can, you can figure out what's causing that, that reaction or that, that, the outcome to happen that way. And that's true in life. Um, you went through, I've went through um, some pretty tough times. Um, you seem like you've probably done a lot worse than I have in terms of times, but you've learned from every one of those. Sure. And, and that's the, that's the difference in, uh, was it Chumbawamba? I get knocked down, but I get up again. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, that's how it's all, that's how it should be. And well, so. 
go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's just that's the biggest thing is is uh, we're all uh, uh, we're all a, a result of many failures and 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 successes. You know, successes. You got to have a little taste of success to to be able to understand the failure part of that. And if you never have a success, then um, and then you can get pretty down and, and whatnot. But we got to as educators and as a principal, as I got to set my staff up to have successes. I, I got to be able to push them through the failures. Uh, I got to be able to help them see the bigger picture sometimes because, uh, you know, teaching virtually and teaching in person is hard. That's what we're having to do right now. And and I told them I, and I told my parents, I told my kids, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it's still not perfect. We're still fighting technology issues like you saw here tonight and, and things like that. Um, but uh, it's getting better and, and we're going to get through it together. And, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, the, the the fact that you're able to to do that and and you're at where you're at now and you can share those things whether it be with this kid or or a, a group of like you said like country club people or prisoners or whoever um, there's people that can learn from that and and I think we all go through things for a reason um, I think we also all learn things for a reason and if we just keep it to ourselves um, that's pretty selfish of us and and we know that there are other people that are struggling with those same exact things. And luckily, most of the times I've struggled, I had somebody that was able to come and help me that that knew sure. that had done that or at least knew somebody about that. And so when I find things that I've struggled, I can talk to those kids. I can talk to that kid that's got a family that was divorced at an early age and that had some drug issues and things like that in different parts of the family and um, because I've experienced that. And so when I when I can experience it, then I find people like you, Shane Howard. Uh, that I can put them in connection with um, because uh, that's what it's all about is, is growing your PLN, my professional learning network. That's why I'm on LinkedIn. That's why I'm Twitter. Uh, I got off Facebook and all that stuff a long time ago, but I didn't get off Twitter and I didn't get off LinkedIn because of the connections I've made with sure. educators around the world. A absolutely. And, 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 it, and, and, you know, it, 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 we have to, I, you know, I, and, and it's funny you, you worded it that way. You know, what I always share, and I, and I share this, you know, with leaders or teachers when I talk to them is, you know, what is the point of me going through this horrible time in life and this, you know, this sacrifice and this pain and all this to come out of it and to learn from it? What good is it if I don't share with other people so they don't have to go through that? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a give and take. We even talk about it as parents. Like, I don't ever want my kids to ever go through anything like that, that, that I went through. Right. But now how do I get them to learn the lessons that I learned? So that, that so it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's that double-edged sword. Um, but yeah, I mean, life is, um, I, 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 I it, it, it's a, it's an amazing journey and it really, really is. And it sounds like you're one of those people who are, are you're, you're in it for the right reasons. You're, you're, you're doing it for the right reasons. And you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make that, um, uh, you know, make that positive impact. I want to ask you one question before we wrap it up. And I, I typically end it with two questions. So this one isn't one of those questions. This is about okay. you, you and your role. Um, because I know why well, I know you've had a long weekend and, and I'm sure you had no honeydew list and you didn't have anything to do around the house. So you've just been relaxing and you know, it, it, it's, it's late. It's almost 10 o'clock at night, your time and you're in the office. But, um, what is one piece of advice 
that you could give that first year teacher that's walking into a building if if you could talk to every first year teacher out there and you could just give them one piece of advice or one tip or one tactic or you know whatever what would that be you could never spend enough time getting to know your kids making that relationship um it took me a while to figure out that farther than I would have if I didn't have that relationship. Um, and so trust that the work that they've put in and their, their, their expertise, whether it be an elementary school teacher, middle school teacher, high school teacher, you know, high schools were specialists was elementary schools. They're generalists and, um, it takes a lot. Uh, there's a special place in heaven for elementary school oh. teachers, but, um, I, you can never get that time back with those relationships. And, and I know it feels like wasted time. It feels like you ought to be covering the material. Uh, it feels like you're getting behind. And I'm not saying take every day, um, but de dedicate, if not every day, a little bit of time, every week, a little bit of time and let them know a little bit about you and, and get to know a little bit about them. Um, because when they see you, when those students see you from a, um, a personal standpoint and see you as a human rather than an authority figure in the classroom, um, then then you're going to get a little bit more. And I, and I know that's not possible everywhere. Uh, I know that's a utopian kind of look at things, but uh, and know that it's going to be hard. And, and there should be people around you that are supporting you. There should be people around you that are lifting you up. Uh, I know my teachers are going to hit a wall around, usually it's October. It might be earlier this year because of all the COVID stuff, yep. um, but especially my new teachers. Um, and, and so I gotta, I gotta prop them up a little bit during that time and, and, and know that, you know, I, my three new to campus teachers, I kind of, I kind of reach out to a little bit more often right now. And then I've got one who's brand new to teaching. Uh, I reach out to her pretty often just to kind of check in and make sure everything's all right. And, and to make sure she knows I'm here for, her. um, uh, she, you know, there's no stupid question. There's no dumb way to look at things. Um, I'd rather you ask and then me help you even if it means me coming in and showing you how that looks like in a classroom. Uh, she's an ag teacher. And so I can get out there and talk a little bit about ag. Um, and, but that, that's the biggest thing is just, just don't, don't sacrifice the relationship for kids because you feel like you're not covering all the, in Texas, we call them the teaks. Um, they'll learn that. And if you, if you make a relationship with them, then they'll learn that much quicker and they'll want to impress you. They'll want to please you. They want to, to, to make you proud. Um, because you've made that connection with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's great advice. One of the tactics I've heard in regards to that was a teacher would, they had like this squishy ball and on Mondays they would kind of toss it around the room and every kid would, you know, get you. And when you, when you caught the ball, you had to tell something about your weekend. And they said, you know, I've gotten into some things that I, you know, had to, call somebody to cover my room so we could address some things that happened over the weekend with a child. And, and I've gotten a lot of really good tidbits on how I can motivate this kid or motivate that kid and do that. So, uh, I think, I think that's, um, that's stellar advice, uh, no doubt. And from somebody who's, who's sounds like they live it every day as well. So, um, yeah, so I'll, let me build on that real quick though. One yeah. thing I always did is I shared a video. Um, and so the video was usually something I liked. And so street magic or, Dude Perfect or acapella music or, you know, or something like that. I just, I took two, three minutes and that's what we opened class with. And so it became where the kids would send me videos 
And then some of my kids, I found out were YouTube people and they made their own videos. And so then I showed those videos and, yeah. and now two of them have millions of followers. And, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I, I like to claim a little bit on that, but that's not anything that I did, but, uh, you know, I would have never got to know that without finding out a little bit about them. And, and so showing them a little piece of my life and, and, and those kids, they'd get mad if I didn't start the class with a video. I mean, it's kind of like shaking hands at the greet and greeting at the door. If I wasn't standing there, they weren't coming in. And, um, but it was just a, a fun way to kind of start the class and it, you know, kind of set the tone for the whole class. And, uh, it was fun. And it was a, that was an easy way for them to kind of share a little bit about me without me going into where I live, who my wife is, who my son is, all that kind of stuff that my wife never doesn't like me for always to share. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to talk to you, uh, off air because it just dawned on me, um, in my, in my, in my first business, uh, we actually helped a young man, uh, back in 2010 from Westbury Christian. So, um, I, again, another, another degree of separation. Yeah, there. I'll have to, um, I'll, I, we'll, 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 we'll hang tight. So, so two questions here to wrap up. Uh, I'm actually going to ask you three, you mentioned street magic. Did you watch David Blaine's Ascension? I, I, I've, not all of it. Uh, it's kind of long, um, yes. but I've, I've picked up, I've I watched the first 20 minutes the other day uh, from him talking to his daughter and some of the other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the guys that's just, oh. I just, I mean, I don't have words. I mean, I, I could watch his stuff all day long. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of guys that way, but um, man, he's, I shared a lot of his videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll never forget the very first video that came out of him back in the early, early YouTube was him levitating. And doing oh. the whole levitation thing, and yeah, just it, it, it's wild. It's, it's it is wild. He's 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 definitely the top of his top of his craft right now. So who's your who's your um who's your who's your who's your favorite pro sports team? Man, that's a tough one. Um, Football, basketball could be either one. Yeah, whichever, I, whichever one won't get you, you know, in hot I water. I have to stick with the Tennessee, uh, you know, Tennessee teams, Tennessee Titans, Memphis Grizzlies. I kind of follow them, the Nashville Predators. Um, you know, but I'm just a sports guy. Like I just, I enjoy watching sports. And so whether it's around here, it's the Rangers and Astros are who I have to watch a lot. Atlanta Braves. I grew up watching TBS all the time. And uh, Del Murphy was one of my favorite guys um, for the longest. And so Atlanta would have to be my, my, yeah. my MLB team. Titans would have to be my NFL team. Grizzlies would have to be my, NBA team and then the Predators would be my NHL team. Okay. And Titans are kind of a safe bet with you being in Texas. You know, they used to be in Texas and they kind of relocated. The whole yeah. Bit. Well, you were there. So you were down, you were in the area when they were, when they were actually playing down um, in your neck of the woods, down around Jackson and Memphis in that area uh, before, yeah, they moved, my, before they moved to Nashville. Yeah. I saw them play uh, at, at Liberty stadium. Um, seeing Eddie George, uh, he is amazing. And yes. uh, that was one of the first times that, you know, before they relocated, before they actually got into Nashville. Uh, but some of my family had PSLs in Nashville. So I've, I've seen him a time or two up there, but uh, it's a, it, it's fun. Uh, you know, that ups and downs, kind of like my Tennessee Vols, they're ups and downs. What is, because we all know the educators, sometimes you miss your lunch break. Sometimes you miss your planning period, you know, all those different things. And I do all the shopping and cooking at my house. So, you know, I know this because I have to check in with my wife from time to time. What is your go-to snack that you keep in the office 
that it's always there and you you've got it nearby. Got Gatorade. Got a Gatorade. And I got my Red Hots. Gatorade and Red Hots. So That's, you, so you're you're good and. That's, I'm good. Those are two. Uh, those are two new ones added to the list um, that we've gotten. So, um, Patrick, listen, you you you've been great. Um, one of the one of the last things I'm going to do because I've always I've done a lot of interviews and different things, and I've always had questions running through my mind when the person. So I'm actually going to, and I started doing it with the one I did earlier today. So I'm all before we end it, I'm going to allow you to ask me a question. Okay. Um, so you shared a lot about yourself um, and through this, um, but give me, give me the one, I mean, you talked a little bit about coaches, but give me an educator that's a non-coach. What Who would be your non-educator or non-coach educator that made just the biggest difference in your life and why? Um. Probably would be my, my high school counselor, um, uh, Jeanette Rowan. Uh, she's recently retired a couple of years back. Um, but again, she, she was that person to where, um, you know, she, we close the door and have a very adult conversation when, you know, she'd see my grades or, you know, certain things were going on. Um, and, and, and she just, she, she was real with me. She looked like, look, don't like, you know, I'd come to her if teacher would, you know, make a statement about, I wasn't going to do this, or I'm not able to figure this out, or I didn't know this. And I'd come to her. She's like, look, you can't pay any, like, there's always going to be people that tell you, you can't, you've dealt with that your whole life. Everybody from your parents to everybody else has told you, you can't do something, um, or you can't be something or you won't, or you, you know, you, you it's impossible. Uh, so you can, you just have to figure that out and, and you've got to go. And, and again, she was always one of those people where I always went back. I can remember my brother, who's who's younger than I am, um, went through a little hiccup his senior year, and uh, he, he and I he and I were actually living together. So he was living with me the end of his senior year, and um, I remember getting I she was his counselor, and I got a phone call one day, and she was like, "I'm not gonna put my brother's business out there, but uh, yeah. she's like, hey, you need to come over here, and we need to have a chat." And, um, you know, I've walked in just like, you know, I'm at this point, I'm probably three, four five years removed from high school, but that's, I wouldn't like, no, that's not how we do things. I'll take care of it. And I'll, uh, I'll address it when we go. And, but, and, and he went on to be massively successful and makes great money. And one of the best in the world at what he does working with technology and different things. So, um, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's her it's it, it, and and again it wasn't it wasn't one interaction she was consistent i knew where if i saw her in the hallway she knew what was going on she knew about me um and and we were at a we probably had 8 900 students and four counselors so they each had 200 some students that they had to keep up with um and i mean that's you know that's not nearly enough and uh you know it, it, you you got to again, I, 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 it, I really can't quantify it. I, I'd, I've actually thought about reaching out to her and having her on here. Um, yeah. So to, just to, you know, I, and give her, you know, give her carte blanche access to say, or bring up whatever she wants to bring up. Um, 
but but I would always go and 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 she allowed me to do that to where I would then come back and like hey like is there any kids here that that you need I'm I'm, I'm in town for a little bit I, I live about an hour away now up in Elizabethtown Kentucky and I said you know I, I said you know I'm in town you know it, it, can I can I talk to a kid I know I'm just popping in but I would always make it a point to stop in and say hi and um, because I, I want to and I've sat down and had some conversation I'd say look you know do I I'm, I'm a rough around the edges guy. I'll probably use some different language that I probably shouldn't use. And, uh, but you know, I'd sit down and I'd say, Hey, you know, can I talk freely with them? And yeah, absolutely. And like, look, dude, I know what you're doing. I know who you're growing up around. I know their parents. This is what they did. I know these things. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a bragging way, but I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys where, um, you know, I'm respected where I go. I'm, it, it, I am no, I, I was no, known I'm growing up. Um, if, if, if I said I was going to do something good or bad, you could know that it was going to happen, right? Like, like you, yep. you knew it was going to happen. Right. So that, that's just how, and, and, and she allowed, she's always allowed even, so her impact wasn't just in school. Her impact was, was beyond school too. Amazing, amazing lady. Um, man, I, I wish everybody could have a, a Miss Rowan as a counselor. Cause she was, she was an awesome. Everybody person. needs a Miss Rowan. And, and, and you're doing a great thing here because there's lots of Miss Rowans around and, and you're finding those and highlighting those. And, um, you know, the education system is huge. And just the fact that you're able to call some of these people and, and connect with some of these people and put them in, in places like this so that people can see them and hopefully be inspired by them. And, uh, you're creating more. And so appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, and we'll wrap it up. Um, you know, Patrick, you know, obviously again, I said in the beginning, you, you truly embody, it's been a, it's been a true joy to, to get to know you here on, while, uh, while it be on a public forum, I'm getting to know you in front of, it's kind of like dating somebody in, 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 in public in front of everybody else, but, um, getting to know you, um, I have a feeling that there's probably going to be a friendship come out of this and, um, you know, it, it, it it's, it, it, man, I can't tell you how exciting it is to hear that, that there's administrators out there like you that do it for the right reasons that are, that are doing the little things. It's not, look, we all, we all can, we all can make sure everybody does good on a, you know, you show up on testing day and we all like make sure everybody's in the right parking spots. And, you know, we, we, everybody, anybody can do those things. It's, it's making those little impacts that, that add to that culture. And, um, I, I would, again, based off of just one conversation, if, if there's an educator that, you know, is new into, uh, administration or looking to go into administration, I would highly, highly recommend you, you reach out to Patrick and, and, you know, try to learn how they create this culture, um, you know, at the school here where he's at, um, because it, 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 it these things matter and they, they absolutely impact positively the education that these young people get. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank th you. You're, you're absolutely welcome. And thank you. Thank Tell your wife and your kids. I'm, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I pulled you away on a, on a Sunday. If they're anything like my group, my group's already in bed and um, you know, it, they're, I'm, I'm a night owl. So um, thank you for, for your time. Thank you for what you do. Um, not just your staff, but, but to those students. And, uh, I, I really, really have appreciated this conversation. Thanks, man. Looking forward to connecting with you offline and, and, uh, you're right. Anybody out there, I changed my name there. So my Twitter handle, um, they're happy. I'm 
love to reach out, add them to my Monday morning motivation. Um, you know, uh, connect with me on Twitter. Uh, you know, I learn from so many other people. And so I'm just a, in education world, we beg, borrow and steal all the time. And so I'm just a product of a, a lot of good other leaders. And so I'm happy to pass along anything I might've learned from them and, and hopefully to make an impact on somebody else. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Patrick. And, uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers. All right. Bye.